this thing on? Can you hear me? Is this thing on? That is my favourite end bit of saying a joke. Oh, really? Do you, when you say a joke and it doesn't land, you're like, is this thing on? Like, it always works. I've been using this in secondary school. I think it's funny. It Do people all, laugh after, after you say that? It always works. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. say a joke, it's like, doesn't land, no one laughs, and you're like, <laughs> come on, guys, some encouragement here. It always, always works. Hi, everyone, and welcome to 1010 Word Recommend with me, Talani. And me, Gina. Episode two. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode one and coming back again for episode two. I hope everybody did the homework because it's yes. going to be really important. And that's the thing as well. I'm going to really need you lot to do homework. I know we're all adults and we feel like we shouldn't be set homework. Yeah. But this is fun homework. I agree. And also, like, it's kind of awkward when you haven't done the homework and everyone's talking about it and exactly. having fun. And you're the only one who's having to pretend that you've done it, but you haven't. But you haven't. And also, it's a film club. We're in this together. The kind of homework feels like when we used to get the TV, like, pushed into the classroom. That oh, was, yeah. That was the best day. Oh, my God, that was so fun. Lights off. Does the that still happen down. to, like, people in school now? I have no idea. I have no idea, actually. It was always, like, the last day of term. You the were last just there, chilling, you just watching films And you just saw them, day. like, scrolling a little TV. You're like, it's going to be a good day. Good and time. the telly was always crap. He had, like, a back-off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't even a flat thing. screen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a back-off TV. And it was probably the size of a laptop now. Yeah, you put a little VHS and in. And then, yeah, we used to watch. What do they watch now? I don't know. I don't think it happens anymore. What do they do on the last day of Because I remember like, our English chief are doing it and then we watched Sixth Sense. That film is scary. I know so much about it because of that. He just came in and was just like, yeah, we're going to watch Sixth Sense today. I think he just watched it at home and was like, yeah, I'm going to make you like, watch it. There's some of those films that you watch when you were way too young that will stick in your mind forever. Exactly. I've got quite a few of those. Do you know what? We are brilliant. Because I feel like we started talking about school. <laughs> do you <laughs> so see what I'm going here? Do you see what I'm going here? There's oh always a way to God. bring it back to TV and film, my friend. started talking about school. The homework today <laughs> It's about a show that's set in a where? A school. It's good. It's good. good, right? Yeah, it is good. It is good. Speaking of which, we are talking about sex education. That's the homework. I hope everybody watched it or at least watched the majority of it because we are going to be spoiling it. But before we do talk about that, we're going to be talking about our recommendation for next week. So just to prepare you. Okay. Just to prepare you. Okay. tell you the premise of this the best way I know how it might be bad but that's only because it is a complicated story okay so this is a documentary Mm -hmm. it is called Monsters Inside the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan which came out Wednesday 22nd of September so it's out now for you to watch a whole 24 24 I get a young two-faced I'm offended there you go so as I said it's a documentary and it kind of starts out talking about this crime story and this guy has gone around town sexually assaulting lots of different women yeah and it's a really small town and everyone's thinking like what is going on they eventually catch Billy Milligan and Billy has no recollection of having done any of these crimes so it turns out that Billy has split personality and they uncover and this is like the first time that a lot of these psychiatrists and things are finding out about what this even is like what if is it a disorder like what is it all of the personalities keep uncovering like they find one two three four five six they think it's 16 then it's 18 then it's 20 then it's 24 and it's about how they can convict a criminal when the person that did it is one of my several heart is people. actually beating this is insane yeah that's it's the really story. weird as well because my sister works in, I guess, a prison or a home that is people that have committed crimes, but it's down to their mental health issues. I know. That sounds so good. Yeah. So give it a watch, everybody. That's what we're going to be talking about next week. So that is the homework. I love a good documentary. I just made it really if well, there's I one thing you did, well done. <laughs> if there's one thing Netflix do very well. 
it's a true crime yeah it's a true crime documentary I agree that's why I kind of got into it in the very first place that and Orange is a New Black what's your favourite true crime doc on Netflix I hate saying the title but I am a killer I'm not a killer <laughs> That are really like specific it's not me it's yeah, the, yeah, the person yeah. is the killer yeah. and the reason why I like that so much is because like, you hear from the people whose families that this has happened to yeah. and the first episode I remember this woman going to go see the person who like killed her son I mean I love God but I'm sorry there's no way in hell yeah yeah and yeah, she was yeah. like God has asked me to forgive I was like boy God mm-hmm. needs to work on me I'm telling you because I ain't forgiving yeah it's like different killers every episode I don't want to say it's my favourite because it's a true crime doc and obviously they're harrowing stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Keepers, I don't know if you've ever seen that one. It starts with the premise of who kills Sister Kathy, who's a nun mm. within the Catholic Church. Yeah. And then it uncovers this whole deeper, dark secret about the Catholic Church and this um... town and everything like that. It is mad. At no point in this documentary did I know where it was going. Okay, so Marvely, how do you feel about those kind of documentaries in terms of like giving killers a limelight and things like that? I think that it's important to tell people's stories i do i don't feel like it gives killers limelight okay because i feel like it's important to tell a story for the victims too that's my personal opinion okay because i've kind of always been into this kind of thing since crime watch days oh really i never watched crime watch oh my god that used to put fear into my mother's heart as in like every time crime watch was on it used to be ann robinson and she'd host i think once a month or Mm. something and that day that it was out i wasn't allowed out for two weeks like my mum used to be petrified because oh it was really god. local as well. It's like this person in Dagenham, and it's like oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like everything was really like specific and where they were and what had happened. Blah 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 blah. I wonder why they stopped doing it because it just stopped, mm. which I kind of get. Yeah. Like when the victim is a black woman who lives, and you're like, oh. <laughs> start checking all the locks a bit more, like the windows. Apparently, it's a proper thing that women love true crime stuff. We need a true crime episode. Do you know, what I think it's a safety thing because mm. I think I watch it to kind of like I want to be in your mind just to know how to keep myself safe yeah but apparently it's a massive thing like women are absolutely obsessed with true crime stuff especially podcasts gosh see what I did there you did you god did. oh damn again <laughs> get in giving it to them <laughs> <laughs> you see why that makes sense later you'll see why that exactly exactly <laughs> Okay, so let's go to a slightly lighter topic. Okay. And let's talk about Sex Education Season 3. Let me just say, straight off the bat, this was my favourite season yet. Same. I was actually belly laughing. Same. First and foremost, I want to say, every opening or intro of Sex Education is mad. With the first one, it was Amy and Adam, like, going in. Yep, yep, yep. Right? I don't know how explicit I could be on this podcast, but, like, they was going in. I mean, it's sex education. Yeah, fact. There's going to be sex. They were having sex. She holds up the condom. She's like, where's the spunk, Adam? That was the first intro. The second intro was when Otis was, like, kept, he just kept masturbating. Just just kept wanking. (laughs) He just kept at it. And then this one, everybody was just having sex. All the time. The intro to episode of The Cat, I actually watched it twice. <laughs> why? You're so evil. <laughs> you explain now why you watched okay, that Okay, so the scene is, if you'd watch it, it's episode three, I think. I think it's episode around three. around the middle. And it's like a couple having sex in the caravan. And they're going in, yeah. you know, the things are shaking. shaking. Yeah. You know, like things in the house are falling down. And like the poor cat's just there watching her mummy's other cat <laughs> <laughs> get dealt with. Two pussies in the room. <laughs> there were two pussies in the room. One died. <laughs> They're both getting killed, but one unfortunately passed away. One survived the drilling. One didn't survive. Sorry, guys. Sorry, 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 sorry. This is my son mature. Um, Oh my god! So whilst they're having sex, something falls onto the cat. 
I'm sorry, but if you love animals, this sounds really cool. But it's not cool. I'm sure there's no animals hurt in the no, making no, of that, no of that scene. But that was hilarious. <laughs> what did you think of the whole season? Break down the whole thing for us. I thought it was really, really funny. It felt to me like the people who were writing it were having a good time like, yes. together, which yes. was really nice. I really liked where they took Eric's storyline. Mm-hmm. Eric is my favourite character. I was happy that we went to Nigeria. I would love to get your opinion on that episode, actually. As soon as I saw that damn fall, I was like, <gasps> like, it's Nigeria and got really excited by it. And also, it's a really interesting thing to talk about, like being gay and being Nigerian because mm-hmm. it is illegal. Mm. It is illegal to be gay in Nigeria sort of thing. And even like for 2021 to still have that really backward viewing of it and and when I've been to Nigeria I went to Nigeria recently and I have friends out there that are gay Mm. and everything has to be so like hidden Mm. so like I know a couple and like when they're holding hands they kind of have to do it under the table there's Mm. no and you feel really you feel a massive sense of sadness because it's like oh my god this is so unfair that you can't live life loudly and openly and things like that so I did like that they put that into his culture because Mm. culturally it's a massive yeah. It's massive. If you haven't seen this bit or are trying to figure out what this bit is, we're talking about when Eric goes to, he visits Nigeria. I don't even know why. He goes for a wedding, it's a wedding, it? yes. Yeah, he goes for a wedding and then he like ends up at this LGBT nightclub, I think. Yeah. And like it's really nice and it's beautiful and everything. But there's a moment where the photographer who he finds out is gay, they're in the car together and the photographer leaves the car and suddenly Eric's like, oh my God, I'm in danger. I usually watch TV shows with these storylines. Something like this does happen. Like, yeah. I, I was ready to be like, oh God, something's going to happen to him. Like, And then like, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, he's completely fine and yeah. it's just happiness and everybody welcomes him and he's being hugged. And, he's... and I was like, oh, yeah. God, it was really, really nice. I really liked it It lot. is that nice thing that even though it's this awful law, the people in it are still very much like, you're going to find people that are accepting and loving yeah. of it. If you are Nigerian living in the UK, Nigeria is still a massive part of your culture. Yeah, like absolutely. it doesn't, like that's innate in us. It's kind of like a lot of our names are still quite Nigerian. Our values are still quite Nigerian. So it's actually really nice to see that. Yeah. But Eric's relationship in the UK, he's now with Adam. Yeah. And I know last week I was like, I don't ship Adam and Eric and I don't like toxicity. I really like them now. Really? And I really like Adam. You're not sold, are you? I think that Eric deserves better. Adam deserves somebody like Eric. Eric deserves somebody better than Adam. It's like Adam can't give Eric yes. what he deserves and needs at the point that Eric is at. But Adam needs somebody like Eric to help him get to that point. But it's unfair for Eric that he has to be held back because Adam is taking long. Another relationship that I wanted to get your opinion mm-hmm. on, right? Okay, all the fans of Sex Education love Maven Otis. Yes, them, right? so do I. What are you saying about the pairing of Ruby, the popular girl, and Otis? Because they made that thing. They were like in a relationship kind of. And Do you know Ruby, what? I like, think they were trying to Yeah, I think they were trying to humanize Ruby. Yeah. Do you think it worked? It worked for me, kind it of. It did work for me, sort of thing. Okay, how do you feel about the trope of bullies always having this sad story at home? Because what if they're just a bully in a brick? Oh. Every bully ever in every ever TV show ever made, it's because their home life is so difficult. That's actually true. I've known bullies I've got a great at home. That's true. Yeah, but there's gotta be a reason why you would enjoy bullying people. I just think they're bad, isn't it? Damn. It's the power. But I don't like that relationship anyway. I don't like Otis and Ruby. Like, Ruby really liked Otis and then Otis just fucked off. Yeah, but she was so mean to him. Made him try to change how he looked. Was ashamed of him initially. Mm. We forget that bit just because she says she loved him. But that scene triggered me so much. Which so one? there was a tr- scene where Ruby tells Otis she loves him. Oh, my God. But... <sighs> I went to vomit. <laughs> I went to vomit. Pause. And he's like, like, it was literally silence. That's nice. And that exact same thing has happened to me. No, that's no, impossible. I promise you. And instead of that's nice, I got a, I love me too. <laughs> Till this day. 
Sorry, I hate this one so much. Holly, you've really suffered. I know. Like, what? And it was the second new school thing as well. And I was like, I love you. And he was like, yeah, I love me too. So I understood. If you're listening to this right now. You're Honestly, dead, right? Yeah. That is out of order. So that scene chicken man. I think there's been loads of girls that have probably said I love yous and didn't get it back. It was nice to see I just been a bad guy. I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that too. Yeah. And is it a bad guy to not like someone back? I like, I really like Jackson's relationship with Kyle. I yeah. think it's, it was just really nice to see them together and get on. And him not to be a good boy all the time. I really liked the introduction of a non-binary character. I think, thought it was really nice. It made the head teacher... Okay. Let's look like Let's an absolute cow. Hope. Hope was awful. I hated her. They tried to redeem her, but it didn't work. But I actually didn't care. And then there was a scene where it's like, Hope is this new head teacher yeah. who is not great, but is trying to whip the school back into shape. Yeah, yeah. She's awful. Yeah, she's horrible. <laughs> like she's, she's awful. awful. And there's a scene where they're like, "Oh, she's trying to have a baby, and she can't." I was like, "Maybe she doesn't deserve because she's awful." <laughs> she's like she doesn't <laughs> look how mean she is to the kids. She doesn't deserve kids. And again, it, it goes to your thing about how every bully needs a backstory. Mm. They kind of try and say that her backstory is that you know she's got all this pressure from like the government or the ruling governors of the school that like want her to turn thing around. She's trying to have a kid. It wasn't working for me. No, at all. There's a point where hope puts Cal, I think Lily and somebody else awful. on stage and like makes them wear signs. When I was like, wow, sex education is like getting slightly dark with yeah. that and makes them go on stage. They're wearing, I don't know, banners or whatever. I can't remember what any of their banners say, but it's horrible. Even when she makes them stand in lines. Yeah. So she's got line of the like, girls here and boys here and they're like, we don't identify as either of this. Where should we go? Yeah. She's like, go to girls. And they're like, but that's not how we identify sort of thing. But yeah. also, I don't think that's far-fetched from how some teachers have been in school. Oh, I totally agree with you. I, I think totally they've been teachers that actually get kicks out of being like, I'm going to embarrass you. Yeah, I think you're right. I and they kind of right. lean on how right. mean they know kids can be. And they're like, mm. yeah, we're going to use this to embarrass you and I'm going to get my way. So I don't think that's that far-fetched from how I've known teachers in school to just be awful. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad. Do you have a favourite scene? I can't lie, it's a pussy scene, you know. The cat scene. Really... I watched it twice. I literally watched it. I was it was like, really that funny. That just happened. I just went back again to watch it again. I was like, this is hilarious. Also, another scene I liked was when Eric is going to go all the way with Adam Ooh, and yeah. then he tells Otis and they're on the staircase oh, doing yeah. their little dance up the stairs. Yeah. And I love that so much because... That is so real. Yeah. You get a bit of news and you start the little dance. So and it's like cute. watching Otis do the shackle. I was like, okay, Otis. Yeah, that is so yeah, cute. Yeah, that in there as well. So those are my two favourite scenes. What I will say before I say my favourite scene is that something that I've always loved about sex education is that it is so accurate yeah. when it comes to representing a lot of things. But for me personally, representing what it's like to have a white best friend. What I love about Otis is that he's definitely a white boy. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah, a white yeah, boy. Absolutely. But he still like tries to... He tries. Do you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, he tries. Yeah, yeah. It's so cute. It's, there's a scene where he was like, the chutz. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, Otis, you get it. Yeah. So oh my God, how tell so my second school white best friend, Kaylee? But my favourite scene, the poo scene. Oh my God, I was dying. Tiny, but that's I the thing, dying. you have a thing about poo anyway. Look, hold on. Now, can you please elaborate before no, you start making those statements? That's all I'm saying. You no. have a thing about poo. I don't have a thing about poo. It's that I don't mind talking about poo because mm-hmm. I like to destigmatize natural processes that happen in the body. The poo scene I thought was really funny, mainly because oh, this is going to sound like I have a thing about poo. All I'm going to say is... I do think it is relatable to have had a moment where you're in the toilet and you didn't want to do it and then all of a sudden it's come out. I'm not saying that anybody else has had an experience where they've taken out a poo themselves and put it in a sock and then it goes on the windscreen and that's mad. But the panic that that guy was feeling, I was like... <laughs> you know it well. <laughs> I know it well. I was like... It's when you poo in a wet toilet. You're like, this is not going to <laughs> 
and then someone comes in. You know the ones. It's like the oh, you know what I mean. The bigger toilet, it's not, it's not free. You yeah. go in there, yep. someone comes in. Yep. You hear them being like, "You thought you What's timed it smell? right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's oh, coming in like it stinks in here. You're like, "Oh, oh god, it's me. It's me that stinks in it." So anyway, Sex Education Season 3, mm-hmm. fantastic. What mm-hmm. would you rate out of 10? Oh, so I'm a big fan of Sex Ed. Yeah, me too. I, like, I, I genuinely just really like the show. And like, it doesn't even bother me that it looks like it's set in kind of no man's land. Yeah, yeah, In no yeah, man's yeah. year, yeah, no man's land, no man's anything. Reason. It just works really, really well. This I'll season, give it... particularly this season, what would you rate it? 10 10, you know. Really? I think I would. Oh. Like, I didn't miss any. I wasn't, I didn't think anything. Oh, they should have done this better. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd give it a 10 10. You know what? I think I'd probably give it a 10 as well. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was phenomenal. I think that every season I can just tell that it's getting better. Yeah, absolutely. So the writing on it. it is so good. One more thing I have to say, right? The whole way through season three, they were teasing that Viv had this boyfriend. Yes. Eugene? And we never, yeah, Eugene. Eugene. Yep. And we never see this boyfriend. We just see like the, the weird kind of messages between them. And he's like that kind of a nerd. Sex medieval thing, yeah. thing. Right, right, right. We don't know what's going on, whatever. And Viv is sort of this character who's like kind of nerdy and blah, blah, blah. When Eugene turned up to the school mm-hmm. and this guy is buff, mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It would have been cute if Viv was like with another, like a nerdy person, whatever. It was just just desserts. That, that she, she was with. Viv a sexy you know, like a sexy yeah, guy yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. was jealous of. Yeah, absolutely. And she was just walking with him proud and I was like, that's, That's what, what she deserves. She deserves and also, it. I, feel, I like the idea of like a really sexy man being in medieval sex. Yeah, me too. Do you me know too. what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't give them, you don't imagine they have that kind of imagination. You yeah. think they kind of like, you know, <laughs> they got big boobs and big bum. Like, do you know what I mean? Not, not to be rude or anything, but like yeah. you don't expect really good looking men to kind of have it's it in true. them to like med- medieval sex. It's true. That Whatever was great. medieval sex looks like. Yeah, watch it. It's out now. Tweet us your you opinions. You should have watched it. You should have watched it. Yeah. But if you didn't or you didn't get to finish it, it's out now. Tweet us your opinions at hashtag 1010. Would, would recommend. recommend. So, 30th of September. Two days after my birthday. I was actually just about <laughs> to say that because I knew you were going to say that. Two days after Tulane's birthday is World Podcast Day. World Podcast Day. There's a day for everything. There's a day for everything. And we're here to tell you all of them. <laughs> World Podcast Day. So, this week we're going to be recommending shows that started off as podcasts. I love this. Yeah. I do a podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. I love shows. Mm-hmm. And also there is a TV show that was from a podcast that I absolutely love and I'm actually really excited to talk about. Tell us. Dirty John. Before Dirty John actually got put onto Netflix, I was obsessed with the podcast. Really? So again, I'm a really big fan of true crime podcasts. Right. So my first introduction to podcast was Serial, of course, like everybody. Oh, like when are they going to make that into a show? They have. That was going to be my recommendation. Have they made it into a show? They have. Why have I never seen this? I don't know. I think it's because it's on HBO. Uh, <laughs> and I do never watch anything that's not Netflix. I If it's not Netflix, they will not see my viewing. <laughs> No, but seriously, okay. So, started watching the serial initially and then got into Dirty John right. and sort of thing. And why it's such a good true crime is that, like, it sees into all the things I think about men. Mm. Liars. <laughs> it's funnier because we have only men here looking after us. Lying, thieving, conniving. <laughs> Awful lying. <laughs> Thieves. <laughs> So the first time I heard it, I thought it was, going to, I thought it was a bit dirty, like saucy. I was like, oh, Dirty John. Yeah. It's not. So Dirty John, the podcast literally was told the story of a man called John who kind of started like lying about who he was mm. and blah, blah, blah. So he meets a woman, I think her name is Deborah. Yeah, I think it is. And Deborah has been divorced four times. So she's not having a good time. No. 
And she's also had like a string of really bad online dates. And Deborah wants love. Mm. She's got three older kids. She's done really well for herself. She's got a lot of money. And she just wants that bit to complete her. And then she meets John before he became dirty. I mean, he's dirty at this point, but unbeknownst to her. Unbeknownst is a great word. The way you even just added it, I was like, ooh. Unbeknownst to her, John is a crook. (laughs) (laughs) And John has done this to several women in his past. He tells Deborah he's some kind of doctor or nurse thing. She buys it. She buys everything he's selling. Mm. Her kids, not so much. Mm. And she, like, obviously falls in love with him. He moves in with her. He starts, like, doing dodgy things. But she just doesn't realise it because she's so blinded by love. Mm. Like Eve once said, love is blind, it will take over your mind. So I don't want to spoil too much, but that's kind of like the premise of the story. He is a, a cook, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's season one of Dirty John, and that's then put onto Netflix. Mm-hmm. I watched that. Brilliant. Yeah, really, really good. I had no really, idea that it was a podcast. Yeah, it was a podcast. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Listen to the podcast. Really? As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if you've seen the show, yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely listen to the podcast as well, because I'd listened to it all before the show. A question about the podcast. Yeah. How is it like, who's telling the story? Is it just like people who are... So like she says so narrator, and she interviews Deborah, she interviews oh, sisters, okay, yeah, cool. her kids, and she kind of interviews people around him. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point, John was also married. John is like a liar. He's kind of like made up, he's got this degree. And like you talk to people that know him in the past, being like, yeah, he's always been this kind of like just a crook, basically. That's just how he's lived life. And then you get season two of Dirty John. I haven't seen that. Yes. Very good. Really? It is so good. I don't actually know if season two is based on a podcast. And it's the perfect example of how gaslighting can be. It should be a crime. Wow. No, genuinely, there was a position for me to make gaslighting a crime. Because what, is it? Is it another woman that's being... So it's a completely different story. Okay. And it's a woman that was married to a guy. Like She kind of builds him up. They go through all the stages of life. Like She doesn't do her degree so he can have money to become a doctor. She literally just makes her whole life about this man. And then he gets rich, makes loads of money and leaves her. Mm. But then makes out like she is insane. So she loses everything. She loses her kids. She loses all of her friends, blah, blah, blah. And eventually she does some shit. Fair. Wait, I don't know what she does. She does some shit. And it's a true life story because even to today, there's like interviews with her kids and and Oprah talking about like what they think of their mum, if they're forgiving their mum and all things like that. It's so good. Wow. So Dirty John season one and two, absolutely brilliant. Completely different stories, but worth watching both of them. Amazing. Yeah. I would recommend that. a good recommendation. It's, it's so, like, I genuinely get so excited about it because I love the podcast. And it's like true crime with love and deception. T, I can't talk that recommendation. I feel like we should just leave it there. This has been great. I loved it. I loved it too. I loved it here. Remind people of the homework next week. Okay, the homework is to watch Monsters Inside the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. That is a long-ass title, bruv. I'm not going to lie, it is. As a reminder, 22nd of September, it comes out. It will already be out by the time you listen to this, so give it a watch. That is a homework. That is what we will be discussing next week. So take notes. Take notes. And also tweet us so we yes. can chat with you. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. That's it, Hans. Thanks for this, for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I've been Talani. This has been 1010 Would Recommend. Where can they find all the things they need to find? Okay, so you can find 1010, obviously, wherever. Make sure that you recommend it also, this podcast, all your mates. That's the first thing. Second thing is you can find Netflix UK at Netflix UK on Twitter, Instagram, all sorts of places, but at Netflix on TikTok. You can find me at SmileGina, G-E-N-A, on all platforms. And T, where can we find you? You can find me, Tolly underscore T, on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the only platforms I'm on. And if you date, I'm joking. Thank you very much. <laughs> and if you have any dating apps, I'm joking. <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> 
<laughs> no medieval set. Anyway, that's great. Yes, yeah, that's all fine. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>